Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here yet again to chat about horror movies. This week, I decided to do something a little bit different, um, which we will get into. But basically, instead of just making an episode to talk about one movie, I thought, because one of my favorite streaming services, Criterion Channel, put up uh, their October lineup of films. And as you might expect, there's a good amount of horror in them for this month. So I wanted to kind of just go over some of my favorites from that collection, basically. And I know that might not be super useful because a lot of people actually don't have Criterion Channel subscription. It's definitely not as well known as, you know, obviously Netflix, Hulu, or any of those other big, big ones. But I like it. I've had it since it it, uh, launched. I previously had Filmstruck, which was an excellent thing. And I'm glad that Criterion Channel has kind of kept that going in many respects. But anyway, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about some of those movies. So this is more of a, I guess, I don't know, a recommendation type episode. Uh, Maybe helpful also because, you know, if you're in the mood for watching a horror film, maybe something you haven't seen before or like a old classic favorite then, you know, maybe this will help a bit with, you know, choosing a movie or two. Uh, Who can say? But before we get into that, I just want to go over what I've been watching lately after the Squirm episode. So I checked out the Resident Evil film, uh, the first one, and I'm going to say that is quite a goofy movie. It has, like, very little to do with Resident Evil 1, the game, on, you know, PS1. There's basically almost no connection, except that there are, like, liquor enemies, uh... And there's, I guess, there's Umbrella and, you know, it's like a secret underground base. But there's like barely any mansion or any of that stuff, different characters and whatnot. So I probably saw this movie at some point, like on Sci-Fi Channel, but I certainly didn't remember it one bit. Uh, It was all right, uh, but I I definitely wasn't like in love with it. I watched Trog, which is a... I'm not even sure if it's a horror movie, but it was classified as horror via Criterion Channel. So, I don't know. It was alright. I'm not going to say it was amazing. Just a movie about people discovering sort of this ancient humanoid that's like been, you know, in ice for a long time and sort of the thawed and is still alive. And the scientist played by Joan Crawford, this doctor is like, hey, I want to study this. But everyone else is like, no, we just got to kill it. So, it's whatever. Then I watched Memories, which is like a compilation of three short films. Um, They're all animated films. I saw this before I rented it, like a long time ago, and watched it, but I didn't remember really anything about it. So I watched it again now, and it was all right. Fine. Nothing like to write home about either. And then back on Criterion Channel's horror train, I checked out The Vampire Lovers, which is a lesbian horror film... I hadn't really given any thought of it to it before. It was all right as well. I'm more interested to watch The Daughters of Darkness, which I haven't seen yet. Um, that's also on Criterion, so I have a feeling that would be better. That's like the one that you always hear t- talked about when it comes to like lesbian horror vampire movies, so we shall see. On the lighter side of things, I watched Halloween Town on a Disney, Disney streaming platform, whatever it's called, uh, and... That was all right. I like Halloween Town. I remember liking it. I actually realized upon watching this movie, I remember like nothing about Halloween Town. So it was fun to sort of see it fresh. It's very much a simple, silly movie, but it was all right. Then another Criterion pick I watched, We Need to Talk About Kevin, 
which I kind of been meaning to watch for a while. I still haven't read the book. Uh, I didn't really like the film uh, just because my mind wouldn't like turn off with like thoughts of, you know, if you're living in the same town where your son killed a bunch of students and, you know, by living in the same town, everyone hates you clearly. Why would you stay there? Why would you not leave? I don't know. Unless for some reason you cannot. But either way, I, didn't, I, didn't, I just kept thinking, like, why doesn't she leave? Why doesn't she leave? Go somewhere else. Change your name. But I don't know. Who knows? I mean, whatever. And then I watched Console Wars, which is a CBS All Access thing. And is like a doc about the console wars between Nintendo and Sega. I quite liked it. I thought it was well done. I have not seen High Score on Netflix, so I can't really compare it to that, which has probably been seen by more people. But I really like this. I felt that it was surprising how much it goes into delving into the business side of things. Marketing, you know, how did the marketing try to change, thing, you know, this huge dominance that Nintendo had in the market at the time? You know, I appreciate that so much more than anything else. So I was interested to see how they talked about it. I just wish that the dot could have been longer. I mean, maybe there's going to be more of this, like a continuation of the series, perhaps. I would, there's definitely enough things to talk about for at least two more episodes. Definitely more than that, I would say, because they barely even touch on Sony jumping into the fray. Like what really caused that? They do touch, you know, they do mention it briefly, but that is such a massive thing in the game, in gaming history, really how Sony almost worked with Nintendo and how Nintendo basically, and how that didn't happen. And that shifted everything because then Sony made a PlayStation and that changed everything. That was a huge shift because Sony PlayStation became the console. PlayStation 2 also became that console, the hugely, insanely popular system. You know, they didn't really talk about that at all. There's no mention, of course, at all in this thing about Xbox, about Microsoft entering the console world. So I feel like there could have been much more discussion rather than just Nintendo versus Sega. And so, I mean, that's certainly a big part of history, but it's not the only part. And, you know, it would have been interesting to see what they would say if they did talk about those other topics. I would like to see those also given the same treatment. So I hope that they continue to make more console wars documentaries. I don't know if they will, but if they do, I will definitely watch them all because they seem quite high quality. All right, so let's get into what I was going to do, which is sort of talk about some films that were added to the Criterion channel for October and just sort of mention some movies that I quite like from it. And also mention if these movies are available on different streaming platforms because, you know, obviously not everyone has Criterion Channel. And fortunately, a lot of these films really are on different places. So chances are you may be able to watch them for free even. So the first movie is these are these are three films that are part of other miscellaneous collections because the, the big deal for Criterion Channel this month is that they added a 70s horror collection of 30 different films. So like... If you had never seen them, you could easily do like a 31 Days of Horror film festival via just the 70s horror collection. 30 films. It's a lot. Most of their collections are usually not that big. It's like 
you know, four to 10 films, but this is massive, 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 massive. Um, but the first three films are not from that collection. They're from associated other um, uploads. So the first film is Cat People from 1942. Across the centuries comes this exciting story of a modern girl cursed by an ancient legend. The legend of the Cat People. Women whose kiss means death, whose love turns them into vicious, snarling beasts of prey. I've been followed by something that was not human, something that attempted to take my life. I believe that was the cat form of Irena. Why should she wish to harm you? Because I'm in love with her husband. It's shut, Bell. Just a minute ago, it was open. Clock. Leave us, Irena. I really like this movie. It is a story about sort of this woman who's living in America. But she she has sort of this like history and sort of her familial ties in different country that sort of have these beliefs that the women from this village that she used to live in or she came from are effectively cat people. They will strike if they feel like you know, if they're in love with someone and if they feel jealous, jealousy, if they feel rage, you know, that sort of thing. If they feel deep love or lust, then they will turn into these cat people and attack. And I think that's a cool concept. This film is very good, you know. It's very film noirish in a way as well. Because it's sort of mysterious as to is this girl just really afraid of, you know things that are not real and is she you know what is the case what is the truth in this case and you find out what the truth is and it's very cool and I really like it and I would recommend it this film at least of as of right now is only available on Criterion Channel for streaming that is of course you could you know buy a copy somewhere easily the next film is The Blob uh, the 1958 version Dave Helen's been killed. Doc Helen, what happened? It's over at his place. You gotta come now. Oh, wait a minute, Steve. Tell us what happened. Well, I'm trying to tell you. Now, this thing had killed the doc. Well, what was it? Stop with it, kid. But it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a mass that keeps getting bigger and bigger. It... Every one of you watching this screen, look out. Because soon, very soon, the most horrifying monster menace ever conceived will be oozing into this theater. Teenagers see it first, like a falling star from outer space. Boy, that was close. Hey, come on, I want to see if I can find it. An old man finds it, touches it, and this is the shocking result. 
then on, there's no stopping the blob as it spreads from town to town. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. This town is in danger. How can it be stopped? Mob hysteria sweeps one city. Before long, the nation, and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the blob. Starring Steve McQueen and a cast of exciting young people. This is the first The Blob. Obviously, The Blob was remade in the 80s as a much gorier film. But the 1958 version, I had not seen for a long time because I thought it was too silly of a concept. Like, oh, the blob, how scary, not. You know, obviously it's not scary, really, because what is it? It's just a giant amorphous blob. And even so, they play it straight in this movie. And I think it is very effective. It's, you know, there are some parts where it's really funny, kind of like when the blob is really terrorizing the whole town. But it's still pretty good. I thought it was quite effective at what it did. And I like the performances. I like Steve McQueen. You know, back in this day, he was pretty young here before he did other films. So I liked it a lot. And I admit, I think the new or the remake of The Blob also is very good. But this version is equally good, just in different ways, I would say. So I would definitely recommend checking out The Blob if you never have before. There is a sequel, Beware the Bob. I have not seen that yet. Apparently, that one's a lot more campy, uh, which I guess makes sense. Can you really make a sequel to the Bob and still keep a straight face after 1958? Probably not. You're definitely telling into that territory where it's like just silly. So I will probably watch that because that's also on Criterion. But I have not seen it yet. So the Blob, aside from being on Criterion Channel, is available for free on Crackle and Plex. So those are two ways you could go check it out for free. Or if you have HBO Max, it is also in there somewhere, apparently. The next movie is Slumber Party Massacre from 1982. The basketball team is planning a party. A slumber party to bare their souls. All the girls are coming, except Mary. And Linda. And they won't be missed. The party begins at 8 o'clock. It's a slumber party for old time's sake. Love it too. Do you think I'm getting better? <laughs> but be on the lookout for an uninvited guest. Please, please. When the pizza arrives, things really start jumping. Some people may have to leave early. But others will hang around and hang around. You're underage. Negative. You're not going to eat the dead guy's pizza. I feel better already. Really, I do. But for those who stay, there'll be plenty of surprises. <laughs> and non-stop action. Oh, 
for sure. No one's getting any sleep the night of the Slumber Party Massacre. Close your eyes for a second and sleep forever. So this is definitely a campy type of horror film. It is not meant to be taken seriously. It is, I feel like, sort of a response to horror that came before. So it's a bit of satire. And the thing about Slumber Party Massacre is, at the time, it was kind of directed by a woman, which is not as common for horror at the time. And I think that's why they stuck it on the Criterion channel. Because otherwise, it's like, wow, when you think of Criterion Collection, do you think of Slumber Party Massacre? No, not typically. (laughs) But I appreciate that it's on this channel, at least. Oh, yeah, and it's worth noting that, like, not every film that's on the Criterion channel is actually in the Criterion Collection. Often they are. The Blob is, Cat People is, I think. But Slumber Party Massacre is not part of the Criterion Collection series of DVDs and Blu-rays. Maybe it will be sometime. I don't know. But I don't think it is as of now. Either way, Slumber Party Massacre is about these women. Or I don't know if they're high school students or college students. I don't remember. But they're having a slumber party together. And there is a killer on the loose. And he's a weird guy who like has a drill. And uh, the first film, I think, is a really good balance of camp. In a way that it's not too much. Uh, because definitely by the time you get to Slumber Party Massacre 2 and 3... The camp is over the top. Like the killer's full rockabilly. It's not just drill. It's like it's like guitar, this fiery red guitar, with, and he's singing and dancing. And there's like frozen turkey attacking a woman, and a pimple exploding, and that just goes way over the top in a way that is still enjoyable. But Slumber Party Massacre One, at least, is a bit more restricted, though it's still hilarious in some ways. Um, but I would definitely recommend that if you're in the mood for something lighter, something that you don't you can kind of turn your brain off for. And Summer Party Massacre is in a lot of places. For free, you can check it out on Tubi or Popcorn Flicks or Pluto TV. I'm not sure where it is on Pluto TV if because Pluto has like live streaming channels as well as I think a collection of like on-demand films. So maybe it's on the on-demand. I don't know. I never really look at that section on Pluto TV. Um, But in subscription world, aside from being on Criterion Channel, it is also on Shudder, which is another uh, good pick. I'm surprised more of these are not on Shudder. But, you know, that's the matter of things. There's always a rotating catalog. Also, I should note these are all based in the U.S. That's what I'm, I'm speaking of, where these are available. I don't know necessarily in other regions if the same films will be available in the same places. It's worth checking sites. I assume I assume things like Real Good will work in other regions. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I'm not in another region. Uh, there's also Just Watch. So hopefully one of those will get you on the path to finding where these movies are in your region. So now I'm going to jump into the 70s horror section that is on Criterion Channel right now. And I'm going to talk about just briefly four films. So the first film in the collection I'm going, you know, in regards to earliest year to latest year is Let's Scare Jessica to Death from 1971. Calling on all the spirits of everyone who's ever died in this house. Jessica. I'm calling on all the spirits of everyone who's ever died in this house. Jessica. Paramount Pictures. 
Pictures presents Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I remember when I saw this film, I remember more the moodiness, the atmosphere, and that it's creepy. Despite not being a typical horror film, I don't feel like there's, you know, it's not a slasher. And sometimes those these types of sort of mood pieces get work for me, and sometimes they don't. Like, Don't Look Now does not work for me whatsoever, uh, even though I know it's a very beloved film. But Let's Scare Jessica to Death really stuck with me. Uh, I is basically this woman who has sort of come out of a institution, I guess, because she had a nervous breakdown. And as she's here now, like li- trying to start her life back up, things are happening again. And she's like seeing things and she's hearing things and she doesn't want to talk about it because it's like, am I having another nervous breakdown? Is something happening again? Or is there something really going on? Or is it even like a matter of people in your life are trying to trick you? They're trying to gaslight you, you know, which is the truth. And I found that very effective and I quite like this movie. Aside from being on Criterion Channel, you could get it for free on Popcorn Flicks. 
or if you are subscribed to CBS All Access, and you can check it out there as well. Next up is The Wicker Man from 1973. I could a tale unfold whose lightest word would harrow up thy soul, freeze thy young blood. to investigate the disappearance of a young girl. Where is Rowan Morrison? If Rowan Morrison existed, we would know. I suspect murder. Sergeant, I've already told... In the name of God, woman, what kind of mother are you that can stand by and see your own child slaughtered? You are the fool, Mr. Harvey. You're liars. Are despicable little liars. I recently saw this for the first time, I think, earlier this year or last year. And I have even mentioned it in a previous All of Them Witches episode. But I was really blown away by The Wicker Man. I had originally only seen the remake with Nicolas Cage. And I really don't remember anything about that at all, honestly. Aside from that I watched it. And this one is just so interesting. It's got a really good feel, like a mood, the location... It feels quite realistic, but also dreamlike. And I thought that was very cool. I especially liked how in The Wicker Man, there is a lot of singing going on. There's a lot of music in this town. It is not, I don't think anyone considers it a musical, but there is a lot of music and singing going on. And one sort of singing part in particular really stuck with me. Oh, so much. Oh, I really like this one. And I would recommend if you've never seen the original uh, Wicker Man, that it would be worth checking out for sure. As far as I could tell, it is only available for streaming on Criterion Channel at this time. But, uh, you know, maybe pick it up on disc or something if it's real cheap. Or you can, you know, you can always rent these films as well online if you really want to. None of these, I think, are obscure enough for them to not be available for rental. Next up is Black Christmas from 1974. Silent night, evil night.
dancing. Cure delay. So this is certainly a classic. So many people talk about Black Christmas. And I think it's quite good as well. It is another one of those types of slow burn movies because, you know, as it starts out, it's a bunch of women. They're on like a college sorority house thing. And, you know, people are going out because it's like Christmas time. So some of them are going to like go leave with their family or go hang out with a boyfriend or whatever is happening. And so it's just kind of a small smattering of girls staying in this sort of house at the time. And things are not good. Things are going wrong. People are dying. The most um, iconic thing I think in this film is that there is someone who dies right in the beginning and their body is never found. As opposed to most horror films at some point, the body would probably be found. Especially like near the end where there's a climax where someone's randomly running into all the bodies at once, which happens sometimes. Uh, I quite thought it was cool. It's, you know, again, a slow burn, but enjoyable. The characters feel rather fleshed out and realized more than you might see in other films sometimes, uh, other horror films. So I think it's a winner and we're checking out, especially now because, you know, if you, even if you miss it for October, you could check it out closer to December because it's a holiday themed film. I always love watching holiday themed films around the holidays, so... Not that I'm going to watch this one again, probably because I just recently rewatched it earlier this year. But I would say it's a good one, especially if you've never seen it before. In regards to free streaming options, you can check it out on Tubi or Popcorn Flix. In regards to the subscription realm, there is it's also available on Shutter and Canopy. Canopy, though, by the way, is technically free for you anyway. It is uh, available through some libraries. So if you have a library near you, you can try and see if they have Canopy access. And if so, then you can, as long as you have a library card, you can get access to Canopy. And it's a pretty good service. The only downside, the only downsides are that there's a limit to how many movies you can watch. That's uh, decided by the library, I believe. Like mine has 10 films per month. But also, even though like I said it's free for you, the end user, Every time you watch a film, the library is charged, I think, which is kind of weird and unfortunate, um, but it is what it is. I think Canopy is also available through some colleges, so if you are going to college right now, you may have access to Canopy and don't even know it, so check that out. And then the final film, which is also one that I saw for the first time within a year, I think, is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. What happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America.
Stop! This is the movie that is just as real. Just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. I had never seen it for the longest time. I had seen the remake, but I had never seen the original. And I was very glad to finally see the original because it is a good movie. It is so good. It is shocking to me how good it is. I don't know why I had never watched it before. I think I also had expectations that were not correct. Like I thought this is going to be a nasty gore fest exploitation film. And I don't necessarily love that all the time. I don't necessarily love exploitation. But that is really not what this film is at all. And maybe that mischaracterization comes from the fact of like how society responded to movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre with them on video nasties lists in the UK and such. It is it is like it is not super gory, honestly. It's there's like minimal gore, really. And I think the reason people got so upset about this movie is because the depiction is such that you know bad things are happening, but you don't see them on screen. You get to imagine more like what happened exactly, how badly something happened. There's a lot of imagination involved, and that's much worse than anything you never see, usually. And so it's that, it's the characterization, these realistic scene, you know, people who are going and driving away to check out this little house by themselves. They seem like regular everyday folks. And then there's, of course, they stumble into this other house, which is full of, uh, I don't know what you would call them, maniacs, uh, cannibals. But it is, it's very stark. And the way it's presented is just like realistic rather than super flamboyant or over the top. And that all plays into making this seem like a very realistic and terrifying film as a result. And so anyone who has never seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974 really owes it to themselves if they're a horror fan uh, to check it out. Like, I finally got through it so many years after I should have, probably. But hey, I've seen it now, and I am recommending it to everyone. You can check it out for free on Tubi, so really you have no excuse. If you want to uh, get it some other way, it's also available on Shudder or Criterion Channel. I think I saw it on Shudder, so... You know, because it wasn't it wasn't on Criterion at the time, but either way, A plus, love that film. I quite enjoy all these films, but for very different reasons, typically. So yeah, those are my recommendations for now. Um, making this list, I realize there's a lot of stuff on Tubi, and I kind of feel like I should try to talk about Tubi, like a Tubi recommendation thing. Tubi spelled T-U-B-I, by the way, because when I first found Tubi, I thought it was like illegal. I thought it was like some sort of pirate channel or something but it is apparently legitimate like it is owned by a larger corporation this is kind of just where they throw stuff a lot of time that maybe will not make it on bigger streaming platforms because they're not new or they're not super well known all the time but there are some really great films there are some tv movies there is a lot of stuff that i've quite liked that i've seen through tubi 
So I might do something like that. Maybe I won't. Who knows? I got to check. There's like so many things. It might be too hard. The list may be too massive. But anyway, um, thank you to uh, everyone who's listened to this episode of All of Them Witches. I really appreciate it. I hope you're okay with this being a bit of a different episode from usual. Uh, and I hope that even though it was focused kind of on Criterion Channel's listings, that since most of these films are available on other platforms, that you could still find a way to check them out if you really were interested. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode.